Today on It's Time. A lot of times we forget how we think. Paul says, I am not going to be negligent, though you know these things. I want to remind you that you need to remember. Hello and welcome to It's Time, the daily teaching ministry of Pastor Mike Kessler, the pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, Pastor Mike is teaching on the book of 2 Peter. The study on 2 Peter is part two of the Peter series, and if you'd like to catch up on the series, 1 Peter is available for free download through the iTunes podcast store, or you can purchase it from CSN at 800-357-4226. With 2 Peter, here's Pastor Mike. If you follow that out, it really does not produce what you want to see in your life. So he says, perseverance And now all of a sudden we find godliness. Isn't that amazing? Godliness is the result of the things that we just talked about. In other words, it isn't just flipped on. Christianity, friends, is what you are as a human. It's everything you are. Not something you... I'm a Christian now. Praise God. But it's deep inside of you. It's what you are. You are a Christian. Walk in God's love. Walk in His Holy Spirit. And you say, what does that mean? That sounds spiritual. What does it mean? It means allowing the things that we just read about. Adding to your faith the excellence, the self-control. All these things that we talked about. Walking in the Spirit of God. So you can say, yes, God. It isn't just a plastic facade that's on me. It's something that I am deep inside. This is who I am. Add to all those elements. Now, the external. The godliness. Notice, it goes from godliness to brotherly kindness. All of a sudden, we've made a transition now from internal to external. Now we're finding what is inside of you emanates out of you. When these other things are operating in you. In other words, there's the self-control that you need. There's the excellence in what you do. There's a peace that comes in your heart, and then out of you comes the godliness, comes the brotherly kindness, as it says. And the brotherly kindness, love. Friends, it isn't a plastic love. It isn't a shallow love. It's a deep-rooted relationship with God, and the obvious byproduct is that you really love. It isn't plastic. It isn't nickels and noses. Sometimes people's compassion, even in churches, ankle deep. We've talked a little bit about that on Sunday night, about the apostasy of the church. Well, what, what does that mean? What, what, what is really the apostasy? It's, yeah, it's from the Word of God. But you know, greater than that, it's, it's real love. And real love, friends, is not self-centered, saying it's all about me. But really, real love says it's all about you. And as God ministers to me and takes care of me, then I am freed up to take care of you. But if my relationship with God is is amiss, then it's going to be all about me. And if there's any time left over, I might squeak you in. Well, who wants to be loved like that? Nobody. You see, it's a part of you. It's not something you flip on and flip off. It's what you are as a Christian. It's deep-rooted. It's that which is in you. It's what makes you what you are. And so he says, For if, and this is conditional, friends, 
The word if is always a, 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 an action word that, de, that is hinged upon our will. He says, for if these things are yours and abound in you. Abounding means to, they're, they're just part of the normal occurrence of daily life. If they abound in you, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was once purged from his own old sins. Now, now it says he's blind and nearsighted. Now, let's go back to this a minute. You ever have a problem wrestling with sin? Let's, let's, let's look at this. Why do we think sin is fun? Because we never see the end at the beginning. Have you ever said this? Boy, if I would have known how that was going to come out, I never would have done that. You ever said that? I've said that a lot in my life. But you know what that is? Nearsightedness. All you see is like this. Like a windshield on a Volkswagen bug. That's the way. That's the way. You ever been in one of those? Wow. Never mind. It's the only car in the world you needed a frost scraper on the inside. But that's... Uh, but nearsightedness, all you see is this much. You don't see where your life is going. You don't see that if you get around the wrong group of people, that it will ruin your life. Now, you think about it for a minute. Nearsightedness does not look at the big picture. It's the old saying, you don't see the forest for the trees. You've got to step back and say, oh, I get it. I see that if I go down this road with these people, it will destroy and ruin my life. And all the dreams and all the aspirations that I believe that God would have for me, and just as any child of God, any daughter of the Lord or, or son of the Lord would, would have put in your heart those things that you know that would settle your heart, those are all going to go away because of nearsightedness, because you don't count the cost of what's involved in going down the wrong road. He says, he who lacks these things, what things? The things that we just talked about, adding to your faith, excellence, all those things. He says, he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Boy, it's not just short-sightedness. It's that you don't even know what you're doing. And so he says, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Why were you saved? To continue on in a stupid, reckless life? Thinking that now somehow because I had Jesus in there, I can continue on a destructive pattern and not have it bite me? Don't get ripped off by that. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. I like that. You will never stumble in your Christian faith. How many times have you seen people who started off in their walk with God and they stumble? Why do they stumble? Because they forgot. God doesn't want you to forget. You say, well, how do I keep from forgetting? I'm glad you asked. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore... I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. How do you keep from forgetting? Be reminded. Why? We forget. We do. Do you know why? Because the voice of the world is so loud that, friends, it can drown out that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit in your soul that says that is not, the world is not the right way to go. 
He said, therefore, and when I find out what it's there for. <laughs> therefore means in the conclusion or the summary of the matter simply means this. Therefore, I will not be negligent. He's saying, if I did not remind you, I would be failing on my behalf of what I've been appointed by God to do for you. Negligent means you've been entrusted to do something and you ain't doing it. That's what negligent means. Negligent means you have a responsibility and you have not fulfilled that responsibility. He says, therefore, I will not be negligent to remind you of these things, though you know them. Wow. You mean I have to be reminded of things I already know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's funny how we're that way as humans. We, We... Short attention span theater. Do you know, they they did a study, I think I've shared this before, but they did a study of movies. It's a Wonderful Life and, you know, different movies that are out there. The ones that were made back in the 30s primarily. And they said that the young people today, and if you're young people here listening, you, you can relate with this. They said that young people have a very, and what I'm talking about is teenagers, have a very difficult time watching movies in the 30s. Now, it isn't that the storyline isn't there, and they're not just as kind of interesting to watch then as they were now. But they said, because our society has become so sensatorily energized, that because there's not a police car blowing up every two seconds, somebody being gunned down every three seconds, some major suspenseful thing happening, the people today cannot follow the storyline because... They're not instantaneously always stimulated by something on the screen. And the problem, friends, is this. In our lives, we don't always have something happening instantaneously every second of our life. You see, the problem is, is that sometimes we think that in order to have a fulfilled life, there's got to be a police car blowing up every few seconds. And that doesn't work that way. They said one of the, I talked to uh, and, and done some studies on on teaching in America, and they said that a lot of the elementary school children, like kindergarten, first, second, third grade, have a hard time concentrating. The reason why is because when they're home before they go to school, they watch educational television or whatever, and here comes Bluebird with a big letter A, carrying the big letter A around, you know, and the kids going letter A, Bluebird, yeah. Let her be. B and A is boss. What a sheep does. And the kids are going, yeah. And so they go to school. And they're enrolled in Mrs. Frump's class. And Mrs. Frump points to the chalkboard and says, let her A. Try to draw it. There's no stimulation. There's no bluebird dancing around. I don't relate. Can't put the wires together here. A lot of times we forget How we think. Paul says, I am not going to be negligent, though you know these things. I want to remind you that you need to remember them. You see, it's not grievous as he goes on. He says, therefore, though you know them and are established in the present truth, you can be established in present truth and drift away is what he's saying. And friends, that's an important thing to remember. Never, ever take your relationship for God for granted. In God for granted. You can't do that. And you might say, yeah, but I, I'm really settled. I know who I am. Well, that's great, and I'm good. That's good. That's great. But you can never take your relationship with God for granted. Notice he goes on and he says, 
Yes, I think that it's right, as long as I'm in this tent, speaking of his body, and by the way, that's what this is. Isn't it good to know that you get a new one someday? I like that. As we get older, our tent gets more holy. It just does. And, you, and, and people, you know, sometimes on every man and answer, there's a question that's always asked, will I be known in heaven? And yes, you will. You'll be no stranger there. You'll be no stranger there than you are here. But you'll be known in heaven. And, you, and, and, and the only thing is, you're going to be perfect there. Everybody's still going to know who you are, but you're going to have just the right size nose. You're going to have just the right weight. You're going to have just the right amount of hair. You're going to have everything is going to be made perfect. Paul tells us in Corinthians 13 that we'll be known as we're known. I like that. We're going to be just right there. He says, as long as I'm in this tent, though, we're going to move out of this tent one of these days into where God really has for us. And some of our bodies that may not work just right, I'll tell you, that's a welcome thing. And as you get older, if your body is working right, it won't. Just the way it is. He says, as long as I'm in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, stir you up. I like that. That word simply means this. I'm not just going to mention it to you. I want to cause a reaction in you. Stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off this tent just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. This was written between 64 and 66, 68 AD. Um, Peter was getting, he was no doubt probably in Rome at this time, getting ready to be crucified upside down. So he writes this, and we'll just close in these words. He says, Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my exodus or departure, is literally what the word is in the original Greek. You'll always be able to remember this. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory, saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. It's interesting that um, Peter said, listen, we didn't follow some made-up thing. He said, I'm ready to go die because what I saw was true. There's an old question, would you die for a lie? The answer is no. But he was willing because he knew it was true. Now, you know something? If somebody was going to kill you because of what you believed, but you had seen Jesus, who was killed, come back to life, would dying be such a big deal? No. Because you know, hey, Jesus has got a wire. You can kill me if you want. I'll be back. I'll be back. Should have known you can't keep a good man down. So dying, being a martyr, wasn't that bad a deal knowing that Jesus Christ had power over death. And so he says, For we also have the prophetic word made more sure, which you do well to listen to or heed as light that shines into a dark place until the day dawns with the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private or single interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of men, but by holy men of God spoke as they were carried by the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. He's saying, listen, these things were not written by men. These were written by God's Spirit to your heart. 
to encourage you. Friends, this new year is going to present many opportunities for you to do what God wants you to do. By equipping your heart well, by reminding your heart of God's commitment towards you, you will not become a casualty in the world of faithlessness that permeates our society. You don't have to live in a world where you have to be stimulated every second. The Holy Spirit will show you what you need to do. And letting Him guide you, and showing you in your life what you need to add to your life to have the result, what you want to see in your life, that you would be a blessing to those, not only that your heart, you can live with your own heart, but those that are around you. You see, God has a purpose for each one of us. In your business, consider those principles that we just read about. And that it's not just an external act, it's an internal change that then reflects something on the outside. I've seen people turn their Christianity on and turn their Christianity off. And all I can tell you is this. They have omitted adding to their faith. The excellence. They've omitted adding to their faith the self-control. They've omitted those things which are going to make a difference in their life. This morning, if you're not a Christian, you're going into a new year. You need God. And you need God to do something new in your life. You don't want the same life you had last year. You don't want the same life you've had the last 10 years. You want God to do something brand new in overhauling your spirit. Let him do that. The Bible says we repent. And that means change the way you think about it. Walk the other direction. Now that's something you already know you need to do. But you don't have the strength in yourself to do it. That's what God says he will help us do. And then God helps us add to our faith. Listen, it's not something you have to do by yourself. It's something that God will help you do. And I would invite you this morning, if you've never turned your life over to Christ, you can ask God to come into your life right now. He'll change you, and He'll conform you into His image. Jesus died on the cross in your place. We all deserve to die for our sins. But God, seeing man lost in his sinful condition, did something about it. And he interjected himself into man's hopeless situation. That's what we just celebrated at Christmas, that God sent his son to this earth to intervene in man's lost and hopeless situation. Friends, it is hopeless apart from Christ. Jesus said it like this, you can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. What does it profit you? So we're going to pray. And if you'd like to pray and say, okay, Lord, I want to get serious with you. I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to live the way I've lived anymore. I ask you now that you would change me in Jesus' name. The Bible says he will. And so we're going to pray, and you can ask God to change your life. The Bible says he will. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I invite you into my life today, and I repent of the silly things that I have done in my life to make my life mean something. So from this day forward, I commit my life into your hands. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And so from this day forward, I want to live for you. I want you to build my faith. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And write my name in your book of life. So I never have to be scared of dying again. I'll have the power to live for you each day. And that knowledge that you will never leave me or forsake me ever. So now I commit my life into your hands. Make me the best I can be for you in Jesus' name. That's Pastor Mike Kessler with It's Time. 
I'd like to take this moment to invite you to get your free copy of It's Time to Grow, the new believers booklet written by Pastor Mike. It's Time to Grow answers many of the questions new believers have in a clear and concise manner, followed by the scripture references for each statement made. It's Time to Grow can be yours simply by dialing 800-357-4226. That's 1-800-357-4226. Or you can order it online for free at csnradio.com. Don't forget, if you'd like a copy of today's program, you can call our toll-free line I mentioned before, and that's 1-800-357-4226. Also, the daily free podcast is available through iTunes by searching for It's Time in the iTunes Store. On behalf of Pastor Mike and all of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening, and tune in next time for It's Time. It's time.